And so every time I would doubt that I was hearing the Lord, he would just confirm, no, you're doing the right thing. Yes, yes. So a lot of this journey has just been realizing that I am hearing the voice of the Lord. Encouraging, inspiring, and equipping leaders. This is Coach and Joe. Welcome to Coach and Joe. Uh, my name's Anne Winstone, and I'm standing in for Coach today, who has been in Chicago and about to go away to another trip. And so he asked me to step in and try and be coach for this session. So I've got the pleasure of um, talking to Danielle Harmon. Um, Danielle's part of the Garden Church here in Greenville. And um, over the last sort of season, there's been this increase of activity, I would say, in the church of people being discipled in what does it mean to be in the marketplace. And I feel like you're one of the pioneering people in in that group. Um, (laughs) And I would just love you to share. Tell me, um, tell me about your family. You've got three boys, right? Yes, we have three boys. They are nine, six and four. Okay. And you're married to Joel? Yes. And how did you guys meet? We actually met here on this property. Wow. 20 years ago. That's crazy. When it was Mount Zion Christian Fellowship. Okay. And Ori Wenger was pastor there. You know, Bev Wenger is yeah. here in the congregation yeah. still. So, so you've been here a while. Yeah. So we came full circle. We left here because we went out to college. And okay. then we eventually landed at Crossroads Community Church with Steve Keys. Yeah. And then came through the City Church merge yep. and landed back here. So you've seen every name change possible yes. in this church, basically, is <laughs> what I hear you say. Correct. So um, tell me about you, your testimony. How have you, have you grown up in the church? Have you always yes. known that there's a God? You know, just tell me about that. Yeah. So I grew up in the church, um, really have been saved since maybe five or six years old. Wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So church has always been a part of my life. Yeah. Um, and really, I think I first started seeing the Lord be evident in my life as a high schooler and as a college student. Yeah. Um, my husband and I both went to Oral Roberts University out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. It's a very charismatic university. Yeah. Um, and really, I think that helped lay a really great foundation in the charismatic spiritual things of the Lord. Tell me about your journey with the marketplace. What did you major in at college? What did you do once you left college? What's that journey look like for you? Um, I majored in finance. Okay. So early on, I knew that I wanted to help people and I wanted to help people with numbers. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's a gift. That is not a gift that I have. I just want to say right out there that I actually failed my math at school, had to retake my math to go to do what I needed to do at college. And then even at college had to keep retaking math to be able to pass it. So I really admire people who know what they're doing with numbers. Yes. So I always knew I wanted to help people and I wanted to do it with numbers. So it just kind of was a natural path that the Lord opened up for me. That's awesome. Yes. And so what opportunities did you have job-wise? What did that look like for you? Yeah, when I graduated, I immediately started working in financial services. So that means working with financial advisors who are helping their clients with investing and talking through different financial needs that they have. So from from right out of the gate, right out of college, I started working in that industry and have held several different roles in the industry, but have always been involved in financial services in some way. That's awesome. How have you seen the Lord break into the marketplace in in that environment? In because it's quite a corporate environment that you're talking about, isn't it? It is. It How is. have you seen being a Christian? What's it look like for you in that environment? 
Yeah, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, I feel like I've seen it more recently than I did years and years ago. I think when I first started out of college, it was more about me and the people I was working with, the other employees in the business, and yeah. just having the right attitude, you know, doing things joyfully as unto the Lord versus for my boss who maybe was difficult to work with. So yeah. it was um, towards other peers yes. in the marketplace. But now that I am on my own, it's more in the way I communicate with my clients. So it has changed for me. So what does that look like now? <laughs> what does that look like now? Yeah. Some of my clients are believers. And so I can openly talk about the Lord and, yeah. and their mindset and that kind of thing. Other people maybe are not openly believers. And so I don't necessarily specifically talk about God, but I can still treat them with kindness and respect and um, like allow them to see the fruit on my life. So it's almost like a discipling opportunity, those conversations towards yeah. financial capital. Yes. Yes, it can be. That's amazing. It can be. So you've recently, how long ago did you start your own business? Um, roughly a year and a half ago. Okay. So just talk to us about that. Cause you went from corporate world. Yes. Stable job. Yes. All the benefits. Yes. <laughs> to starting your own business. Just yes. tell us that journey. What did that look like? How did you know what the Lord was saying to you? Yes. How did you take those steps of faith? Because that's really brave. Yes. By the way, <laughs> um, just talk to us about that. Yeah. I was working for someone remotely. So for an advisor who's up in the Boston area, you know, it was a comfortable job. I, yeah. I had my own hours. I could be very, very flexible. You know, remote work is amazing. And, and some people would say, why would you change that? Right. You're, right. you're a mom. You could pick your kids up when you needed yes. to, all yes. that kind of stuff. Yes, exactly. And this was before COVID too. So it was really before Zoom and all the remote yeah. jobs were available. But I just started sensing this restlessness in my soul. Wow. Like just this restlessness of, Lord, this is just not the right place for me long term. And it's funny because I never saw myself as owning my own business. Okay. I just thought that was for other people. And so that was really not even in my mind, mm. but I just kept feeling this pull towards it. And the Lord was just showing me these different reasons why that could be beneficial or why that might be the right path for me. And I really just took a leap. I yeah. mean, I'm type A. I like to plan things. I really just took the leap without dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's. And I just said, Lord, I trust you. And I'm going to let you open up this path before me. And I'm not going to try to figure it all out before it happens. That's amazing. Talk about the wrestle. Because I think that's really important for people. Because there's going to be people listening to this who are who will connect with that word, who understand there's something like being disrupted inside them. There's like a dissatisfaction. Sometimes the Lord uses dissatisfaction in a good way mm -hmm. in our lives to say there's more than yes. what I'm experiencing right now. Yes. I mean, that's how it works in our spiritual capital with him is that he actually makes us dissatisfied and we want more of him. Yes. Um, how did that wrestle get expressed in you? And how did you know that, like, what was the confirmation from the Lord to do it? <laughs> I have all this written in my journal, but I didn't <laughs> study it all before I came. <laughs> Just try and remember what you can. I do remember a day yes. in the tent yes. that was very significant. Yes, um, yes. So for those listening, uh, a, 
in semi-regularly, we have a tent set up here where we do 24-7 prayer and worship. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time you coming in maybe a year ago. It was a it was in maybe, September. It was about okay. a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And you were the only person that came in, I think, that wasn't like, ch- like, like staff. S- staff. Yes. <laughs> and we prayed for you. Yes. Yes. Um, and it was really significant. I remember yes. that. Yes, it was. Um there is a recording of it out there yeah. of the testimony, but yes. So that particular day, there were a lot of words just being spoken in general. I think we were in a group setting and people were talking about breaking off poverty mindset and um, I don't know, different verses yeah. about that whole idea. And that was right before I launched my business. And I really just felt like the Lord was saying, you need to speak up. You need mm-hmm. to speak up. And I'm not that person. I'm not usually the one to speak up. I just kind of st- sit back because, you know, many reasons. But <laughs> but I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to speak up. And so I, you know, mentioned the whole thing about financial planning and I'm starting my business. And it was just interesting because all of the prophetic words that were being spoken really were things that the Lord was already talking yeah. to me about. Yeah. They were all reasons that I was starting my business. It was confirmation. Basically. It was. It yeah. was. So I guess to answer your question, mm-hmm. that is what happened. The Lord just kept confirming things. He would yeah. speak something to me, and yeah. then I would come to church on Sunday morning, and then Chad would say the exact same thing that the Lord had just been speaking to me. Yeah. And that kept happening over and over and over again. It yeah. wasn't just one time. Yeah. It was over and over and over. Yeah. And so every time I would doubt that I was hearing the Lord, he would just confirm, no, you're doing the right me. thing. Yes, yeah. yes. So a lot of this journey has just been realizing that I am hearing the voice of the Lord over and over and over again. Which is so reassuring. Yes. That he's with you. Yes. In this new venture. Yes. What does your business, what is your business? What's, your, what's the vision and the heart behind what you're doing? Yes. Yeah, so I'm a financial planner. Yeah. I have the certified financial planner designation and... The name of it is Boundless Financial. And so that is based off the verse in Ephesians that talks about the boundless riches that we have in Christ. Um, My vision is a couple different things. I want to help people find stability, help Mm -hmm. them find financial independence, and help them take personal responsibility for their financial situation. So practically, that looks like a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's retirement planning. Sometimes that's looking at their employer benefits. Sometimes it's analyzing insurance policies. So it can look practically like a lot of different things, anything related to money and finances. What advice would you, what's the main thing that you feel like you would give to someone if they asked you for one piece of financial advice? What would you say to them? Don't spend more than you earn or bring home. That seems really foundational. Yeah. But it's a really big piece of the puzzle. Yeah. It's it's really as simple as that. Yeah. It it is a math problem. Yeah. It is a math problem. Um what do you think about the fact that we're encouraged? I mean, I've noticed a big difference in this culture to obviously I'm English for those listeners out there. Um <laughs> In in the Christian world in England, you are not encouraged to have credit cards. You are not encouraged to be in debt. Um, <clears throat> the majority of people, certainly in our circles and in, in the world that we, we lived and worked in there, we, we actually had active projects going on to help people get out of debt as one of the ministries that we had, one of the missions that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the Christian leaders and Christian environment, it was encouraged that that wasn't a good thing. 
Now we move here and we have to get a credit card in order to get a credit rating, in order to get a mortgage. Yes. Um, those things go against you in England to get a mortgage. Here they go for you. Wow. So there's a very different, I'm not saying one's better than the other. All I'm saying is in this culture, there is much more of a credit card kind of, um, you know, like every store you go to, you're invited to start a new account with, you know, huge APRs and all that kind of stuff. Yes. What do you think, um, how do Christians navigate that, do you think? Oh, wow. <laughs> um I'm reminded of like being in the world, but not of the world. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there are things that we have to do to be able to get a mortgage, for example. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we have to be like the world. Yeah. Just because the world is buying the really expensive car that they can't afford or the really expensive house they can't afford. Yeah. There's a way to use wisdom and to be in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. So there's a level of self-awareness required for that, isn't there? Because yes. what you're saying is don't spend more than you're getting in. Yes. But the temptation with a credit card is to, to is to do that very thing. Correct. Um, so I know I know one of the Dave Ramsey rules is get out of debt. Yes. <laughs> how how do you advise someone to get out of debt? So they found themselves with debt, they have a credit card. What plan would you say to them to help them get away from that? Yeah, I start very practically, yeah. actually writing it down and looking at the debt that you have and very practically deciding which one am I going to attack first mm. and how am I going to do that? What choices I'm, am I going to make today and tomorrow in order to take that money and use it to pay off the debt? So there's something about facing reality. Yes, yes. How many people do you have that come in that are not truly facing their financial reality? There are quite a few. There are quite a few. And and sometimes when I have that first conversation with people, yeah. they actually don't want to come back because they're realizing that they do have to take that responsibility for it and they do have to face the reality of what's going on. And that's very hard for people. Yeah, it is. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to mean some hard work moving Absolutely. forward. Absolutely. I mean, when you hear these testimonies of people coming out of huge amounts of debt, it really is incredible, yes. but it's a daily choice. Correct. Um, why do you think money controls people? Why do you think they find it difficult to resist the spending or resist the, um, you know, yeah. doing what they know they shouldn't do? I think they're trying to fill a void. If I'm just getting right yeah. to it. I mean, Go they're trying it. to fill a void and whether it's to look like they have it all together or to feel a certain way, mm. they're trying to fill a void. And until you can be in the right place in your heart, you'll always struggle with money and trying to fill that void. It just happens to be that money is what they're using. Yeah. Some people use drugs. Some people use alcohol. Some yeah. people use money to yeah. fill that void. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Um, if you want to follow us on Coach and Joe, go to social media. Um, please subscribe on our YouTube channel. We're going to be continually having conversations about the marketplace, about being kings and priests. Um, and if you want any, any more information, please go to the Garden Global website. Thanks for joining us on the Coach and Joe Leadership Podcast. Don't miss the Coach and Joe Talk Show on YouTube and check out coachandjoe.com for more resources, blogs, and merch. We will see you next time.